So I'm just going to name a few of the names of lineups here of the superstar players in Bipocalypse. Ricky Seals-Jones, Kendrick Bourne. Oh, yeah. Tim Patrick. We're on a new era, boys. Buckle in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Bumpy ride indeed, Aaron Hunt. My goodness, this this episode is going to be so awesome. Uh, first of all, welcome in. Welcome in uh, to the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. It is episode 29. You think we know what we're doing yet, but we don't. It is the evening of October 21st. You got the usual gang. Chris Mitchum, owner of Team Fairlife. We have Tim Raider and the owner of the Mixon Administration. Sometimes I think you just like put a random number and say, this is episode 54, episode 97, <laughs> like uh, it's 29. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I get it wrong. Like 80% of the time, like I'll remember <laughs> what I say and then I'll go to actually publish it. And it's like, oh, oops. and uh, of course you heard his voice at the beginning of the pod owner of let Russ cook Aaron Hunt. What is going on? You know, in the intro, I said Tim Patrick as a part of the superstars. I mean, he's just okay. You know, he's just fine. I should have picked somebody better. He's not quite Kendrick Bourne. No, not quite. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, before we start, as always, you heard it at the beginning. Aaron, did Carson Wentz suck penis this week? He did not. Whoa, baby. Hell no. Carson Wentz came in, baby. That's right. Through, uh, how many touchdowns? How many do you have? A couple? I think like two. Yeah. Yeah, two. Hey, I, we'll take that any day sucking. of the week. If that's I, not sucking penis. If I remember yeah. correctly, the highest rated offensive player via PFF. That's mm-hmm. right. Baby. It's against the Texans, but listen, we take what we can get. Good show for you guys today. We had a trade about three hours ago, four hours ago. Um, that is, we all think is worthy of the trade ring. So we're going to jump right into that. And then we're going to have the week six review. That was an interesting one. It was, it was kind of a gross week. We'll get into that standings update as always the nice and always awaited power rankings. And then a week seven preview week two of the Cadoba versus Chipotle showcase. Let's go Doba drink of the week. I'll start. I have a nice heretic i think that's what it's called heretic heretic i don't know but it's called the caramel mushalate and it is a milk stout with natural caramel and vanilla flavor tastes like a milkshake got me ready to drink and uh talk some football Mm. (laughs) that was juicy aaron your move man Well, I had some beers already before the pod, so I got to work tomorrow. Can't really go any more than that. So I've got Dots pretzels on deck because I'm pretty freaking hungry. So no drink, but I definitely got some food. Are they going to be hearing you chewing the whole episode? (laughs) Tim's going to be balls deep with some analysis, and you're just going to hear a... 
This bag will be gone, man. Deleted. (laughs) Tim, what are you sipping on? Oh, man. You know, today, letting the dogs out, going for a little walk, it was brisk. It was chilly. Oh, yeah. It was gray outside all day long. Fall is upon us, and so that is Oktoberfest season. First one of the year is always Sun King. Nut. That is good stuff. It's football weather, boys. I'm so excited. It's hype. Is this not the best month for beer, honestly? It is. Yes. Because it's not super cold outside, you know? When it gets super cold outside, I usually turn to, like, the really hard stuff. (laughs) That warms me up. Right, yeah. It's almost dark beer season and then whiskey, but it's always whiskey season. It is. Always. It is. Final reminder. Well, not the final reminder, but, hey, if you haven't filled out that Survey Monkey yet to get our website up, that's going to be coming via playoff time. Please do that. It will literally take you one minute, and it helps me out, and it helps the listeners learn more about you, Don and Hayden, and just calling them out straight not up. Not to name any names. Not to name any names, but you bums. There's two guys in our league. Right, right. All right. Before we get into the week six review, as promised, we are opening up the This League Trade Ring. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the This League Trade Ring, where two teams enter and only one team exits victorious. As a reminder, this is not a trade review based on who's gonna who's in the win now, who's rebuilding, who what trade benefits the person trying to win now. We are looking at all of the factors, the team motives, all that good stuff before we make our verdict. We'll go over the trade. I'll count down from 3. We all say the name and the person who gets the most votes will exit victorious. Boys, are you ready? Let's do it. Let's go. I know Tim is especially excited for this trade wing because he is in the trade ring today again. Following last week, he has just been itching for a fight in this trade ring. Wheeling and dealing. I know. We have Tim on one side, and we have Clayton McClain and the Red Rocket on the other. And I was very excited for this trade because I feel like the whole time we've been talking about Clayton, and we do not know what he's doing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I mean true. Don's obviously rebuilding. Zach's obviously rebuilding. You got your win now, guys. Clayton's just kind of hanging out. So I was maybe hoping this trade would like give me some clarity. Not quite. And this is why. <laughs> On Tim's side, he acquires Mr. Naeem Hines. Colt, go Colts. And a 2024 first round pick. Anytime a first round pick is involved, it's a big deal and it deserves the trade ring. On the other side, we have Clayton receiving Mr. Alex Collins, backup running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Chase Edmonds, I would call him Mr. Reliable this year. Currently the RB17 running back mm-hmm. for the Arizona Cardinals and a whopping 2024 third round pick. You heard the sides. You heard the stipulations. Gentlemen, I'm going to count us down to three. And we are going to say in unison who won this trade. Are you ready? All right. I'll take sure. that as a yes. <laughs> I guess Tim already knows where he's going. So let's do this. I don't know. Here we go. Three, two, one. Tim. Timothy. I abstained. (laughs) And I'll I'll say really quickly, and that's because, like, by and large, I I feel on the fence about this. So I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' analysis. Well, you'll probably like it because we both ruled Tim. So you could have said Clayton, and you would still be overruled. So 
Tim, we feel, is most likely to leave this match as the winner. Aaron, why do you think that? Well, personally, I think Tim won the trade because he has a very clear, distinct strategy. He's going to rebuild in 2024 if shit hits the fan. So that's his reset year. He knows it, and he's going to go for that regardless. He's got a window here. He's going to try to make everything he can to make it work, but he's got a fallback plan. He got another first-round pick. So I think just that being so clear in his direction of where his team is going to be going, what he wants to do with it, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, um, I mean, if you look at the flip side, yeah, Chase Edmonds is a great talent, but we've seen running backs get drafted in the first round the next year to make guys like him irrelevant. I mean, look at uh, Travis Etienne. I mean, if it wasn't for him getting hurt, I don't know how James Robinson would be this year just because of that draft capital. Um and then Alex Collins, I feel like it's just a throw-in piece and then a third-round pick. There's just not a lot of value there either. So don't really understand it from Clayton's side, but from Tim's side, it makes total sense. Yeah, I agree. Tim, explain your reasoning. Uh, Aaron, that was a great idea on the 2024 rebuild. I did not think about that at all. But uh, mm-hmm. Tim, explain your reasoning. Why would you make this trade? Well, like I said, Aaron hit, hit it right on the head there. 2024, I, I got three years to win a championship, and if it doesn't happen, you know, bombs are going off. Um, Chase Edmonds, after the massive trades I've made in the past couple of weeks, was unlikely to ever see my lineup. So I've been shopping him on the DL for a couple of weeks here. I've uh, got some decent offers, honestly, for him. And then I look at Clayton's lineup this week, so I don't want to spoil too much of the of the preview, but he is hurting. And you mentioned Don and Zach being in clear rebuild. I feel like Clayton and Hayden have repeatedly said they're not rebuilding they're trying to make the playoffs so when you see that you know you got a guy who might it might be a slight overpay but at the same time Alex Collins is looking like he's going to play this week he went off last week so he's going to start for at least a couple of weeks uh, while Carson's still on the IR Edmonds you know RB17 that'll slot nicely into Clayton's lineup where he was starting I mean, I, I couldn't – I'd have to go back and look, but it was just junk in the RB spot waiting on CMC to get healthy. So I was able – yeah, I really was looking for a, tw- a first-round pick somehow for Edmonds. So basically, I view this trade as, you know, Clayton gets two running backs that he can start in the short term. In exchange for in three years, he goes – he drops two rounds in the draft from first to third. So that's why I was like, it doesn't feel super lopsided to me. Um, it really was just a piece that I was not going to use. And so I was just going to see what I could get for him. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. It's not lopsided, um, but I do think you come out on top just because um, when you consider it's also a Clayton first round pick, you might be trying to rebuild in 2024, but he is definitely going to have to be doing something in 2024. We said from the very beginning this year that his team is like, when now, like now, like literally now, like your team might, be super crappy next year so um i actually have his roster pulled up right now and without that trade at running back he was looking at starting uh his his available running back options would have been Le'Veon bell (laughs) david johnson and uh mike davis yikes so uh and that has cole beasley still on by in his flex spot so uh 
Yeah, he he needed this. And I guess it's good he put his money where his mouth is when it comes to him saying he still win now, which if you think if you look at some of the right. other rosters, that might be kind of wishful thinking. But, um, hey, he's still doing it. Shouts out to him. He is still committing. So um, I think we all agree that, Tim, we – and the bigger picture, we think you won that trade just because of the value that that first round gets you. And Alex Collins might get you two games this year. And Chase Edmonds – probably isn't going to break into that upper RB2. echelon of yeah, yeah. Of elite guys who can win you a week. So, Tim, congrats. I think you went undefeated last week too, didn't you? I am on fire. All right. How big is your head right now? <laughs> Don't stand up. You might hit the table if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Um, I guess we'll briefly mention the other trade. Again, it was Tim and, and Stretch. Tim receives Matt Ryan. Stretch receives a 2024 third-round pick. Holy crap. And uh, $25 in fab. So is this just a one-week fill-in for you, Tim? Absolutely. I would say the odds are greater than not that Matt Ryan gets cut next week. Um, But for a roster as loaded and as deep as mine is right now, knock on wood, fab is pretty much worthless to me. Like you guys saw, I didn't bid on anybody this week. There's no room on my roster for improvement. Um, And even playing keep away wouldn't be worth it to get rid of some of these guys. So, again, if you look at my trade with Clayton, two for one, that opens that spot for Matt Ryan. So nobody else has to get dropped. So that was another kind of, I was trying to make a spot through a trade rather than a drop. Sure thing. And there you have it. Thanks for coming to this edition of the, this league trade ring. Tim comes out on top against Clayton. Let's talk some football week six review inbound. So guys, I did some math. I did some math. I know I'm in law school, but I did some math. This is the math that I did. I said over text that week six seemed to be super nasty, <laughs> especially considering how high of scoring week five was. Uh, I felt like everybody put up 170 at week five just for fun. So I went and calculated what were the averages between week five and week six. Um, and I found that the average score of week five was 148 points. When you take into consideration that 148 will probably win you a week 90% of the time, the fact that that's an average is pretty ridiculous. The week six review, or week six review, week six average was 137 points. Almost a, or that's actually an 11 point difference. And I'm sure a lot of us would want 11 points when it comes to our fantasy matchups. So um, a big, big decrease in the, in the, um, in the averages this week. And uh, you really had to fight to get to 140. And I say that because only three teams got to 140 this week. <laughs> so, and one of those uh, we're going to start with. Uh, it was your boy, Chris, and Team Fairlife taking on Hayden and Country Roads. Take Mahomes. And I will take it away now with the analysis. So, Chris analysis. wins this matchup. Analysis. Analysis. Chris wins this matchup 142 to 134. Uh, Chris, I think this is a little closer than uh, what you might want it to be, especially with Hayden being on the docket for you. But you got it done on the back of one, the stallion Josh Allen. Ooh. Uh, he just comes in clutch every week. It seems like yes, he does. I think he maybe had one week where he wasn't himself, but he got right back to who he is. That trade you did back in season one, I think you're really patting yourself on the back there. And I would have to 
pat yourself as well on the back. Um, Portland Sutton, Cooper <laughs> hot, kind of hot for uh, what? What was that? <laughs> he said, "Pat me on the back." And Tim said, "Or on the front." <laughs> uh, and so, Cortland Sutton, <laughs> Cooper Cup, they're kind of hot for uh, Hayden. I feel like uh, Cooper Cup, especially wide receiver one, I believe, on the year. Cortland Sutton coming into his own. They combined for over sixty points in this one. That kept uh, Hayden pretty close. Uh, Michael Pittman, where are you at? Uh, T.Y., what is this guy? What's going on, man? He had like six points this week, not even, against Houston. I feel like that's got to change in the coming weeks, especially in the light of Paris Campbell's injury. And uh, T.Y. Hilton, he's just, I think, breaking at the seams. I think they restructured his contract this week, too. Um, And then uh, Khalil Herbert. (laughs) Let's go. 19 points. Wow. Let's go. Unreal. Just swoops in, takes all of what could have been Damian Williams points with the stupid, dumb idiots not vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid, dumb idiot. Uh, Your job requires you to be on the field. Get it? I don't know know why I find that so funny. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so... All in all, Chris, you squeaked by. You had a respectable point total. I feel like you can't be too mad at this one this week. And uh, you move on to see another day. You get a pivotal win, and you're four and two. Yes, yes. That is a point for the Cadoba division in the four-week Cadoba versus Chipotle showcase. I texted Aaron earlier this week. I was super between. My only like big lineup decision was this week was either Khalil Herbert or Devontae Booker. Um, and... I was going back and forth. I started, I think I put Khalil Herbert into my lineup at like 1250 and the game started at one over Devonte Booker and that won me the week. So, uh, Congrats. shout out Khalil Herbert, man. You, you came in clutch for me. Uh, and you say it was disappointing, but 142, but it was the third highest score on the week. Like I said, we, all the team struggled this week. So, uh, shout out to Hayden. He put up a good fight, but glad to get the win. Uh, Team Fairlife goes to four and two, and Hayden falls to two and four. Yeah, I don't have much else to add. I gotta say, the only thing I'll say is a week like this is why Hayden's not clinically insane for thinking his team is close to competing. Because you look at Mahomes, you look at Sutton, you look at Cup, you look at Deontay Johnson. Like he's got some guys that can blow up. So he's kind of in the same similar place as stretch where you know you got a couple of all-stars but the just the depth and the consistency is what's keeping you down in the power rankings but i mean this is it's a week you know 135 is respectable it's kind of why he's like i'll say not clinically insane that's a good analysis that's a good analysis i like that i like that okay we will move on uh to we had steven and mount passmore coming in at two and three taking on don who came in also also at two and three. And this one finished as we mainly expected besides me, because I picked on, but um, ultimately you can sum this week up as Steven is hot and Don is not looking at Steven. He prevails 148 to Don's 132. And after Steven's 191 point explosion last week, again, sure's truly, Still living that down. Uh, Steven put up a healthy 148 points, second highest on the week, which 
probably will not happen again with 148 being second highest on the week again pointing to the ugly week um and he did it really with a solid overall performance which i'm sure he will be very happy about of his skill players only the big bad mike williams did not score in double digit points putting up a disappointing two catches for 27 yards uh again aj brown returned to form i think he was he wasn't quite at Allen robinson levels but People are starting to sweat a little bit. A.J. Brown has not really been doing what Steven probably would have hoped. Um, of course, you have Dalton, and that is current tight end three, Dalton Schultz. What a great pickup that's looking like to be. Um, he's probably going to be a staple in your lineup, especially considering you have George Kittle. Whenever George Kittle comes off of IR, that will be a very interesting dilemma. Potentially some trade bait there for Steven. And, uh, of course, you have playoff, no, regular season Lenny baby. Leonard Fournette has looked at Ronald Jones, shoved him down, taken his lunch money, and said that starting job is mine. 30 points on Thursday night football, and that really set him up to really beat the hell out of Don before Don could even get into the ring. And when you look at Don, as for 132 points, I mean, that's res- that's respectable. Again, looking at the totals around the league. Uh, and he also had a solid all-around performance. And the two people that you would think would kind of give him those knockout blows, those big performances. Hollywood Brown and Terry McLaurin both put up six points. I mean, Don very easily could have, I think, with respectable performance from those guys, shocked the world and taken down Steven. But again, when you get six points from those guys, that's not going to cut it, especially against a hot Steven team. (laughs) And I'm not just talking about the team, you know, Steven, if you're out there. Um Again, no great shocks here. Uh, Steven gives another point to the Cadoba division in the showcase, and he comes out on top 148 to 132. Steven moves to three and three, two wins in a row, and Don falls to two and four, two losses in a row. Yeah, not much Not much to add on the matchup here. Uh, this did make me go back and look at the total scores. I mean, the lowest on the week was about 125. It really felt like it was way worse during the week. I remember looking at some right. scores and it was like everyone was struggling for a hundred. So it turned out like I will say, okay, but like this might have been like the narrowest like overall point total from worst to first this week or the, of the year. I think so. Anything to add, Aaron? Only thing I'll add is uh, McLaurin, especially for Don. I feel like that has to be a piece for him that really puts up good point totals for him to be competitive each week. And, you know, with him putting up sub 10 points, that's just so frustrating. I feel like he's talented enough to be up there more. And I think on the season, he might even be like the wide receiver 11 or 12 or something like that, but just not the point totals that we were kind of hoping. He sort of just stayed the same from last season um, as opposed to this season. And then Hollywood Brown, I mean, we thought he'd be consistent, but streaky, man. Streaky. Streaky indeed. Uh, shouts out to Steven. Gets the dub. One of the hottest teams in the league as it stands. We move on to, yes, indeed, it was a civil war this week. And we had Stretch and Team Super Camario taking on Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. And boy, oh boy, this Civil War was a blowout. (laughs) A blowout. Anthony ends the week highest scorer, 173 points. 
Oh shit! Did I press that button? I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't. I didn't oh, mean to do it. Scored I'm sorry. So that's that's Anthony one seventy three stretch one twenty four. So I think you know this isn't going to be the first time you're going to be dancing. So I'm going to keep talking through the song. Um, stretch had Camara and Debo on by, so he gets that benefit. But all in all, you know, it's just it was just a very stretch week. You know, he had to be a little relieved from Kyler's performance. The shoulder looked fine for now, um, and it was nice to see Marvin Jones reappear. Uh, out of nowhere, seemingly, and then Gasicki. It's always good, to, it, you know. Stretch has got to be feeling good about Gasicki, I believe. Let's see, he is tight end eight on the year, and fairly consistent. Whether it's been um, Tua or Jacoby Brisket, so you know that's that's a nice little tight end spot where you don't have to worry about it. Anthony could have had a near two hundred point game if he didn't bench Adam Thielen for Devonta Smith. Thielen put up 30 points on the bench and Smith got him five. I thought that was, I thought that was a very questionable decision in my, we we talked, we talked about his flex spots last week and and we were back and forth. So uh, like we speculated, Chuba got into his flex spot um, and did have a a pretty positive impact with 13 and a half points. And the head coach comes out and says they want to establish the run some more. So, you know, Anthony's got to be feeling good about Chuba. McCaffrey's hamstring is a huge question mark and he still might not come back this year. Uh, so we just no idea what to see there. Um, and then, I mean, I think I've said it every week, the last three or four weeks, Derek Henry is just unfair in all facets of the game he's, and imaginations he's just of the so word. Ridiculous. <laughs> Tractor Cedo has arrived early. And so it's going one of two ways for Anthony, either he's going down with an injury or Derrick Henry's about to start averaging 60 points. He's going to turn like, into super tractor Cito. Yeah, we haven't even <laughs> seen that before. So, I mean, Anthony's got to be feeling real good with Derrick Henry just like locked and loaded. So that gives Anthony, he goes to four and two. This is the first win for the Chipotle division on the week. And Stretch falls to three and three, riding a two-game losing streak. And the thing about Derrick Henry, the dude is 27. I mean, usually, yeah. like, at this point, you start to see some decline in the running backs. That's just how the cycle goes, and he's just different. And, like, even myself, I thought, hey, going into the season, I think he's going to slow down a little bit, and he hasn't. I think I, – I know Chris and I for sure, and probably more, we go on and off with rostering his whoever his backup is currently. Like, last year I had a lot of uh, the rookie, Darrington Evans, and then Chris has got McNichols, like – these backups are just lurking and so far nothing because <laughs> surely Derek he Henry has to slow no. down right it's like surely surely he says no at some point oh man all right well congrats to anthony hey quick fact real quick about derrick henry which i don't know if we would have guessed this he's the number one running back in both standard and ppr scoring isn't he the number one he i might be wrong is he the number one player like overall like including quarterbacks I thought in I heard PPR, that on the footballers today. In PPR, he's number three in standard. Whew, that's bananas. He's higher in PPR? Yeah. What? He's getting screens this year. It's wild. They're adding an element to his game. <laughs> I, I play Anthony next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Say your prayers. That's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will move on. 
to the next matchup. It was the matchup to watch of the week. Um, and it's between two of my closest, dearest friends. Yes, I'm talking about Aaron and Let Russ Cook take it on Tim and the Admixon administration. And while it did not have the point total that you wanted, it had the closeness that you wanted. I picked two guys. Uh, Tim came in at three and two. Aaron uh, came in at four and one. Uh, and I think we... Did we all pick Tim? I think we all picked Tim. Just because, I, so. I mean, Aaron's Aaron's injuries were mounting up. And this week certainly did not help. Aaron, I will look to you and say, my brother, I can, I can honestly look at you with a straight face and say, I would have started Daryl Williams over T. Higgins. Yeah. Did that ever enter your mind? It did. It did. But the thing that scared me about doing that was uh, – just his first, his first game as the starter, how are they going to use him? And Clyde Edwards, Alaire is a more talented running back than Daryl Williams. And he was not doing much at all through five games. So my thinking was, okay, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, there's no way that Daryl Williams will get more volume than he did. He must get less. And when he does get less volume with those touches, is he going to be as effective? And I thought he wouldn't be. And I also just loved the matchup against the Lions. Uh, I mean, I, I just thought, you yeah, know, but, you there. yeah, I mean, T. Higgins, 10, 15 points against the Lions is not a huge ask. I know Jamar Chase is the man, but I just wanted to try to get secure points. And boy, was I wrong. Oh, man. And of course, I highlight that because the final score was Tim 134, Aaron 126. Well, we both agree that, or we all agree that these are two of the top teams in the league. Neither one of them really put up the points to show. <laughs> uh, but let alone, again, it was a close matchup. And T. Higgins put up seven points. Daryl Williams put up 23. Not only would Aaron would have won, he would have won comfortably if he would have made that change. And also looking at Aaron's roster, man, you're just... I thought my roster got its, was getting its ass kicked, Aaron. Your roster is just... My God. Of course, last week you had... Russell Wilson, IR. You had, uh, you know, Logan Thomas on the IR. This week, you get Kareem Hunt on the IR. Paris Campbell had a lovely mwah, one catch, 51 yards for a tutty. And I actually went to that Colts game and he was getting targeted because I remember being pissed off that Pittman was not. Uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he falls, hurts his foot, and is out for the year. Colt, go Colts. Also, side note, Julian Blackman tore his Achilles today. Oh, my God. That's a big cold. Oh, man, that hurts. I know, I know. Anyway, um, yeah, and, I mean, you can't completely fault that line of decision by Aaron. Austin Eckler only gets you nine points. Kareem Hunt was on his way to having a day before he goes down with only ten points. Uh, I I think a lot of stuff went right for Tim this week. Um, But when you look at his roster, I mean, you can really just see – that his his depth just showed out, man. He had Chase Edmonds benched, Miles Sanders benched, DeAndre Hopkins benched, Jamar Chase benched. Like, I get it. Now with the bye weeks coming up, it's looking good and yada, yada, yada. But just it would hurt my heart to have a 20-point DeAndre Hopkins performance on my bench 
Um, especially when you consider, you know, DK Metcalf with a bum Geno Smith throwing to him and a Chris Godwin disappointing nine, you very easily could have lost this week. And then you turn to those decisions that you made and it's like, oh, I wish I just, you know, had my suds to start. But again, you, you go a week with that, with proving me wrong and you know, the depth is good and you get to choose your matchups. Um, again, Tim comes out on top moves to four and two marks a check mark in the Cadoba division in the showcase and Aaron, he was riding high on four and one, falls to four and two with a rather disappointing 126 points. Yeah, you win who you win. So, you know, not going to complain here, but I I sent Chris a Snapchat or a text message and I said I felt very blessed and lucky this week. So many things went my way and I'll take it. Um, DK Metcalf was a last-minute swap with DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins didn't practice all week until Friday, and it was limited. He was dealing with an illness, and I just didn't think in Cleveland in a, on a windy day that he was going to get much action, and it was really just because he caught two of his three passes went for touchdowns. Like, I'll, I mean, that that's not too far off, but yeah, I definitely overthought DK and de-hopped there. Um and yeah, it's just, I'll take a win. I'll, I'll take a win against Aaron any day of the week. Yeah. I mean, the lineup decision for Daryl Williams, not playing him, you know, obviously came back to bite me, but I mean, I do have some solace because I did watch a good amount of that game and it just so happens that Daryl Williams fell into the end zone. I mean, they were both just goal line scores. Any, I mean, usually in the red zone, they go a different way. They just so happen to go Daryl Williams way. And, you take those two, you know, touchdowns away, he's getting 10, 11 points. So, uh, I mean, still disappointed in it. I think uh, there were reasons why I lost, but, you know, I think the moral of the story is if you've got a starting running back, just based off touches, you've got to use them. I agree. Fun fact of the day. I think that was the best performance by a Chiefs running back in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so exactly. Like. That's more pieces of that passing offense, not that rushing offense. I I fell victim to that. I did. Uh, Might be a shot to CEH more than anything. All right. So again, Tim comes out on top. Clash of the Titans. It lived up to the billing in its closeness. Maybe not so much in the fireworks that you wanted. We have one last match up. You know what that means? Oh, they know what it means. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We had Zach and Cooking Up More taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket. And that we did. We've got Clayton with Noah Fant, Cole Beasley, the Rams defense for the win. <laughs> what? <laughs> it took me a That's that the best game of the week intro ever. <laughs> No fan goal, easily. And the Rams D. Say what? No idea how they did it, but by golly, did they combine for, I think, almost 70 points. Wow. Unbelievable. And then, on top of that, Clayton gets a solid showing from Joey B, the new franchise QB. Showed out with almost a 30-piece, just below that at 28. Um, outside of that though, man, it was <laughs> a wasteland for Clayton. Ugh. Uh, Julio seems deceased. 
T.Y. Hilton is deceased. <laughs> the Walking, the walking Bolt, Dead Bolts. being rolled out in Clayton's lineup every week, it seems like. Uh, wow, that, that, that's got to hurt, just seeing some of those point totals. Not fun. But he gets the win because he's playing Zach and cooking up more, who we all know is trying to tank uh, in as much words. But I'm telling you, Mark Andrews and Matt Stafford, they're pretty reluctant to let Zach lose. Uh, They keep just putting up a lot of points each week, doing their thing. I mean, Mark Andrews last week had, what, 41? That was insane. Currently the tight end two. Yeah, comes back with another 17. So he's been consistent all year for him. Uh, This one was pretty close throughout. Uh, Zach, you tried your best to win, but you did what you uh, set out to do. You lost. Uh, which is good. We like seeing you lose. So the final score here was Clayton 132 to cooking up more and Zach 128. I don't know if you could say we like liking him lose. I don't have a problem with Zach. <laughs> you have a problem with stretch. I have a problem with Zach. Yeah, stretch can just go die. Um, no, it's 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 it's, it's all good. Uh, for, Z- for Zach, he was flirting with a win for a little bit. He was stressing, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't until a Cole Beasley seven catch, 88 yards, one touchdown performance that puts Clayton over the top. And that one did kind of come down to the wire. I think Cole Beasley didn't put Clayton over the top until the fourth quarter, hence the game of the week. That was one that everybody was watching. Um, I Maybe Clayton will prove me wrong. We, we sent him home two weeks ago after his matchup with Hayden. The, the winner go home game. Uh, he gets a much-needed win this week. I'm excited for his matchup next week, following his new toys that he gets from Tim. But uh, not much to add uh, on this game. Three points from Naeem Hines, four points from Zach Moss. That trade with Tim is looking much needed. Yeah, not much else to add here. Good analysis, guys. Good analysis. Analysis. And there you have it. I think we all want to move as far away from week six as possible because nobody really inspired you much that week. Let's go to the standings. Speaking of inspired with his win and Aaron's loss, Anthony moves to the top of the Chipotle division via points four. I'll tell you what, we can agree that Cadoba might be the better overall division, but you got Tim and Aaron, you know, Two of the four, four and two teams also have two of the highest points. Fours, they are, they are, they are reigning supreme, almost on top of the whole league right now. So again, you got Anthony in first in Chipotle division, followed closely by Aaron in second. Hayden rounding up the pack in Chipotle at two and four, followed by Don and Clayton, all also at two and four. And you look at the Cadoba division, your boy Team Fairlife stays on top with his win, closely followed by Tim in the mixed administration. Again, I'm only on top of Tim by points four. And then you have a hot Steven at three and three. Stretch goes down to fourth in the Cadoba division with his second straight loss at three and three. And Zach right where he belongs, right where he wants to be at fifth at two and four. If the regular season were to end today, your boy and Anthony would have first round buys and your first round matchups would be Tim and Steven now officially sneaking into the playoffs and stretch and Aaron. And that's I mean, your- you, you look, you look at it. And I think we had this issue last year. I say issue, but it's a really good problem to have as a fantasy football commissioner. Two games separates bottom to first. You know, we don't have any zero and sixes. We don't have any one and fives. Like everybody's, I mean, some people are saying they're not trying anymore, but like, 
everybody's fielding competitive teams. You love to see it as a commissioner. This league. Let's get into some power rankings. As usual, this is our week seven power rankings. We will go from bottom to top. Let's go. And like last week, you know, all is right in the world. Clear bottom four. Um, spoiler alert, none of them moved a spot. We oh. still got 10, Clayton and the Red Rocket. Oh, nine, even after a win, that's brutal. That's mean. I think I had a 10th, but Don, Don Perignon. Eight, Country Roads take Mahomes and Hayden. And seven, after a loss staying there, cooking up more. Now we get into the top six. At six, down two spots. Most volatile team in this league. We have Stretch and Super Camario. <laughs> Screw you, Stretch! Whenever we, whenever we dog on him a little too much, that's when his guy, he's going to get 250 next week. I mean, Ugh. that's when his guys just blow up. Fifth place, we have up a spot. Steven and Mount Passmore after a nice win. Deserved. In Fourth place, up another spot. Chris and Team Fair Life. Moo. Moo. Oh my gosh! Yummy. Uh, in third place, down two spots. After a narrow Oof. loss, we have Aaron and Let Russ Cook. You gotta think the injuries might factor into that a little bit, man. You are. Yeah. Yeah, man. Combine that with by Mageddon. No, geez. I when you guys were talking about, it, I counted. I think you have two guys on IR right now in your IR slots that we have, and then I think you have seven other players on your bench that are either out on IR or some in some other way not playing. That's just rough. So I you mean, have we, the Ravens' backfield on your IR. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. so then staying steady at number two based off of voting points. Here I am after beating Aaron, number two, the mixed administration. All and right, right. Cl climbing one spot, we were tied last week, climbing to the top due to the points scored this week. Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth, our new number one of the weekly power rankings. And for the first time since week four, Anthony climbs back up to the top. Much deserved. Of course, Anthony had that little fetish going on of him just lose, loving to lose against last place teams. Uh, but he he needed a win this week because again he he knocked out Stretch last week, which is one of the bigger hitters in the Cadoba division. He still got me. He still got Tim. He still got a hot Steven team coming up on his schedule. So if he can, you know, maybe get two wins or maybe even one win out of those, he's in great shape going into the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not really much to add. Uh, shouts out to Anthony and freaking tractor Cito, just carrying him on his back all the way up to number one. I feel like when you got a guy like that, add in some Justin Jefferson and some Travis Kelsey. I mean, that consistency is just insane. Yep. All right. Well, there are your power rankings, uh, stretch falls. So I am happy. Let's get into the week seven preview. said it in the text group. I'm going to say it again. This might be my favorite week to do a preview ever. As we go through these matchups, oh my God, some of the guys that are in our starting lineups is just absolutely disgusting. Like it is, it's gross. By Apocalypse, by Mageddon, 
whatever you want to call it. You have the Buffalo Bills, no Josh Allen, no Stephon Diggs, the Cowboys, no Dak, Mark Cooper, C. Lamb, the Jags, the Vikings, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Calvin Cook, Steelers, no Najee, Deontay, no, and the Chargers, no Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. You got so many teams on by this week that have notable players. Oh, man. And before we get into it, the week two, again, as I mentioned, of the Cadoba Chipotle Showcase. Cadoba currently leads three to two. And a quick pick em update going into this week. Tim, or yeah, Tim and I tied for first last week, going four and one. And Aaron down there at three and two through five weeks. Tim at an 18 and 12 record. And Chris and Aaron again tied at 21 and nine. Let's get into this. We have the first Cadoba v. Chipotle matchup of the week. It is Tim and the Mixon administration taking on Dawn. That we do. And the prediction on Sleeper is Tim with a 69% chance of victory. Nice. nice. Very nice. Uh, Very nice. The projected point totals, Tim 142 to Dawn's 127. I think that'll adjust a little bit if Don gets a defense that's not on by. However, <laughs> right now he's got the Chargers defense, and man, he is sticking with them. Uh, <laughs> they won him that one week last, and he's just like, I can't, I can't drop him. No, I love it. I know, I know. And so when you look at this matchup, I think the first notable piece is uh, Tim starting the rook, Justin Fields at quarterback, uh, at least for now. Um, he might not after Matt Ryan's the trade that happened. So maybe just needs to, yeah, get that updated. And, uh, that'll be a much better start for him. I was just seeing it now and I was like, Oh boy, (laughs) Justin Fields. Yikes. Um, but then I think when you just look across the board here, my pick is going to be Tim just because of the depth, like Chris has already talked about. He's got plenty of people that aren't on by that are just really solid with Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Hot D Hop, Metcalf, Godwin. All of those guys are going to produce. Uh, Darren Waller, let's hope he gets going a little more. I think he's just not really been himself this year. He's not really busted, I would say. It's just not those break through the ceiling games. Right. Only used the tight end four on the year, but it just it does not feel like it. Right. Exactly. And then when you look at Don, uh, I just don't think he has the power to keep up. I mean, starting, you know, Jacoby Myers. I mean, that's that's okay. Jacoby Myers. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. He hasn't even scored a touchdown in his entire career, which is crazy. He's like the first receiver ever to have over a thousand yards and never scored. <laughs> so I think he's still looking for that. Higby's not exciting at tight end this year. Um, you know, Brown, Hollywood, and, and McLaurin could do some fireworks there in the flex spots, but I just don't think there's enough. Even with Aaron Rodgers in a plus matchup, I think Tim's got it. We should start playing a game each week called uh, the players that Tim has on his bench. Uh, this week you're rocking with Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, and Jamar Chase. You got to think they would get into probably 90% of the other league's lineups. Yes, sir. Uh, but, yeah, that's just the state of Tim's team currently. Um, I'm shocking the world here. I t- I picked him last week and bit me in the butt. Surely, Don, you're going to get off the schneid. I'm taking Don 
Because you look at that juicy matchups at both Jacoby and Damian Harris, who's off of the injury report, and that makes me sad as a Ramondre Stevenson owner. But uh, Damian Harris is off of the injury report. He gets that porous Jets defense. Jacoby gets that porous Jets defense. Brandon Cooks, I mean, even whenever the Texans put up six points last week, he finished as a wide receiver one with nine catches and 89 yards. There's literally nobody else for Davis Mills to throw to. Um, and then assuming McLaurin, that's a big assuming, assuming he comes back healthy, Marquise Brown gets the Bengals, and he gets a very vulnerable Green Bay. Uh, I'm loving it. And DK Metcalf makes me nervous. I'll just throw it out there. But, um, yeah, I, it might be because I believe in him, and it also might be because I want to try to get one up on you guys on the pickums. But uh, I'm taking Don this week. Let's go, my fellow light skin. I, I'm taking myself here, but I will say my moves – my actions are speaking louder than my words because I am not taking this matchup lightly. I'm making these moves because I I feel the uh, urgency here to get this win, but Don's got some of those juicy matchups, like you said. Harris against the Jets, Rogers against Washington's defense. Cooks, Arizona's secondary is pretty good, but, I mean, he's just got some guys that do strike a little fear into you. Um, And so, like I said, not taking it lightly. Going to have to make all the right moves this week to uh, advance to five and th- five and two. Yep. Are you freaking kidding me? Javante Williams got a touchdown. <laughs> all right. Um, so stupid. We'll get into that one later. Uh, but for the sake of not hearing the same person for too long, uh, we are going to jump to our next matchup. Yes, we have arguably, maybe not putting all my weight behind this, but maybe the hottest team in the league. And Steven and Mount Passmore taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket. And like full transparency, Thursday night football is going on as we are recording this. Mm. So it might be swaying some folks a certain way or the other, but uh, either here or there. Tim? Yeah, so right now uh, we're in the fourth quarter. Thursday night football is almost over. It's late. Uh, Sleeper had Steven with a 65% chance of victory before the game started. He is currently at 76% chance of victory. Um, And even though he's coming off a win against the poor Zach team, as long as CMC is out, these bots, these sleeper bots will not favor Clayton. I can't, it's just not going to happen. He's got, he's going to be climbing an uphill battle. Ryan Tannehill for Clayton is in a plus plus matchup. Potentially. We still haven't seen Tannehill this year really be that good. Um, but last year, if last year's Tannehill can show up against a you know a awful Chiefs secondary and maybe give Clayton 30, 35 points, then you know, maybe there's a fighting chance. You know, we'll see Chase Edmonds and likely Alex Collins both make this roster because I looked at Clayton's roster. Absolutely. Or sorry, his his starting lineup. Currently in his starting lineup are Kenny Galladay and TY Hilton, who neither of those have practiced this week. They're probably both not gonna unlikely play. to yep. play. Yep. Julio Jones had a limited session, but his hamstring is clearly bugging him. He's not the same. So those are three receivers. So his two receivers and one flex spot that are more than likely not going to produce this week. So like, like the timing of this trade, you know, Clayton needed a couple of guys because otherwise he's going to have to slot into his lineup. Nico Collins. Oh my God. (laughs) Maybe Josh Gordon or maybe even David Johnson. Oh, this is so nasty. Jalen Rager. <laughs> oh, no. I forgot he existed. So, Clayton, <laughs> he needed some of these depth pieces that are coming his way. The reinforcements are arriving. Um, and so, he, he's got to 
yeah, like you said, Steven's a hot team, and we're looking right now. He's got a who's the D Johnson? That's a De Ernest Johnson's got twenty three point four points so far. Jarvis Landry's got him eight point seven. Fant's got Clayton eight point nine so far. So it's like I said, Steven's leading right now, but we'll see after Clayton gets some of these new pieces in his lineup how it looks. Oh man, yeah. I mean, assuming Hilton and Galladay and Jones don't play. That's three holes you're going to have for those guys that you mentioned. That is just so nasty. Steven has to win this week, and, of course, Deontay Johnson's helping him. Uh, but, I mean, you even look at Steven's lineup, you know, when you're relying on Christian Kirk and Rashad Bateman, zoinks, but he gets he gets the pass, and by apocalypse, he gets a should-be-easy-Clayton matchup. I'm taking Steven this week. Yeah, I got Steven. I got Steven as well. Um uh, I just think even before these the Thursday night games started, I think there's just too much firepower for Mount Passmore that Clayton can't overcome it. Just the lineup is looking a little bleak this week for old Clayton. Absolutely. Three picks for Steven. We all think Steven goes on a three-game winning streak and gets the win this week. We go on to the next one. We have two teams heading in directions that you do not want to head. We have Super Camario. Currently three and three on a two-game losing streak, taking on Hayden and Country Roads. Take Mahomes also on a two-game losing streak. That we do, and I think Stretch is going to be pretty happy getting Alvin Kamara back this week. He also gets Debo Samuel back this week. Both of those guys are pretty uh, influential players for his lineup to uh, secure him the dub. Uh, when you just take a look at both of these teams, I mean, Josh Jacobs, my goodness, with Bipocalypse, is he, what, a top 15 running back? Easily, I think. Maybe even top 10. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that you got to like that. Uh, it just it looks like, for the most part, Kyle is going to pretty much escape this being full strength. Uh, don't really see... Too many holes. Uh, he's starting two tight ends, uh, you know, one in his flex, one in his normal tight end spot. So, you. yeah, that's it's interesting. Um, there's somebody else who did that too, but no spoilers. Um, <laughs> and then when you just take a look at Hayden, I mean, Rashad Penny is just absolutely disgusting. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was once the proud owner of Rashad Penny, and I know how that goes. You were so, so high on Rashad Penny That's coming first into this round year. Running back, I I was man, <laughs> I was. Watch him go off for thirty now because I said that. <laughs> Penny wise, um, and then you know, I don't. I mean, you start the whole Broncos receiving core. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, even we know the point totals now, but even going into it, that's man, that's tough. And then Cole Komet, he's not really produced much. That tight end spot for Hayden has just still not been great, but we're just going to keep rolling with it. <laughs> uh, so, all that being said, I think just too much for good old country road take Mahomes to overcome. Yeah. Well, but actually, I take that back. I actually picked Hayden. Go out there and win, man. (laughs) Defy the odds and go and win. Even though I just trashed your team for a whole five minutes. Oh, my gosh. 
uh, <laughs> I am taking stretch here. The fact that he, like you Same. said, somehow managed to get out of here, you know, free of charge. I mean, he has Amari Cooper and Emmanuel Sanders on by, uh, but compared to the rest of the league, thinking his lucky stars on that one. Yep, nothing to add here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got two guys for stretch and one guy reluctantly taking Hayden. So good luck on that one. Um, this is definitely the co matchup to watch, not because of the standings, not because of the, uh, the caliber of these two teams, but, uh, these two guys flat out hate each other and that's fantastic. And yes, I am talking about Aaron and team let Russ cook taking on Zach and cooking up more. You got two chefs in the kitchen on this one, man. Let Russ cook cooking up more. Everybody's cooking everywhere. I better get an apple pie at the end of this. Um, I honestly did not see what the projections were <laughs> prior to Thursday night football happening, but as it currently stands with a 17 point, as it currently stands, a 17 point performance by Javante Williams it has, it has Zach with a 53% chance of victory. And this week I'm going to call Aaron the fighting D Williams, because as it currently stands, he has both Daryl Williams, maybe learning from his transgressions last week, and Damian Williams, who's currently on the COVID nineteen list. What'd you call him? A stupid? What'd you What'd you call him earlier? Stupid dumb idiot. <laughs> stupid dumb idiot. Is currently still on the COVID <laughs> list. Not vaccinated. Uh, dear God, please sit out and let Khalil Herbert eat again. And here's the big thing: if Damian Williams does miss, the options at running back that. Aaron has is literally nobody. Literally yeah. nobody. Gotta go to that waiver wire. Najee Harris, bye. Austin Eckler, bye. Kareem Hunt, IR. Nobody. So um, you know, Zach, if you're if you're looking to get a win this week, you know, you might want to be picking up some running backs or something. Just not not trying to tamper or anything, but that's what I'd be thinking. Um yeah, yeah I mean I was and, gonna say Mark Mark Ingram's out there. And then oh. Kyle Juszczyk is out there. Oh, Savon Ahmed is out there. Hey, he's a solid guy. Jeez, that's so nasty. Somebody go toe-to-toe with me on picking up these guys. I dare you. These pieces <laughs> of literal trash. 45 Mark you. Ingram. Give me him. <laughs> um, but when you look at Zach's roster, I think with a nice 17-point performance by Javante Williams, and he only at 53%, here's why. He's currently starting Tyler Lockett, who with Geno Smith – and the connection that Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson have, Tyler Lockett is a wide receiver of four to me, a wide receiver of five. Like, I don't think you can start him in a regular week. Rondell Moore, he'll get you 30, he'll get you three. You're hoping for 30 this week. J.D. McKissick with Antonio Gibson looking questionable, but if Gibson plays, I mean, hopefully maybe spite Tim, you know, McKissick's favorite person in the whole world. And uh, Hunter Renfro is currently in his lineup as well. So he'll be leaning strongly on the Cordero Patterson, Matthew Stafford, Mark Andrews of the world. I am taking Aaron uh, just because I think Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. Um, and I'm very, very interesting to see how Dallas Goddard performs this week with no Zach Ertz. But, um, yeah, I'm taking Aaron this week. I think Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill is too much to overcome, even with a 17-point Javante Williams performance. I am taking Zach in this matchup. Um, Ooh. I am, again, just trying to get some, some one-ups on the pickums, but 
for Aaron, you know, those running backs are iffy at best. Devontae Adams is a guy. You know, yeah, here's a guy. Now, Wide here's a guy. Wide receiver three on the year, but I feel like, you know, compared to last year, we're still waiting. You know, he needs a 60-point game, a 50-point game, a 40-point game. You know, like Devontae Adams is still going to – it's coming. I think he's only got two touchdowns on the year through six games. So, like, he's going to get his – he's getting the end zone targets. He's just got to break through. So, um, and this was a Zach pick before the game started, mind you, everybody. So, Cordero Patterson's back against Miami. Matt Stafford in a – a re- revenge. Let's go for the ages. I'm 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 banking on Stafford putting up like seven touchdowns. I really am just kind of taking my shot there, thinking that against Detroit he might shoot for ten touchdowns. Now you're making me want to change my pick. I'm sticking with Aaron, but that was that was good. Aaron, what do you have to say about yourself here? Can we just fast forward this week, dude? <laughs> like, I just don't even want. I don't know if I'm gonna watch the games. I just like. Uh, I, I go IU, right? Go IU. Absolutely. Like <laughs> let's, let's just, the NFL is not relevant, relevant at all this week for me. I, it's just going to piss me off that Zach is trying to lose and he's just going to win. He's just going to win <laughs> against me and that's how it's going to be. And I'm going to go to four and three and I'm going to be pissed and then I'm going to get my guys back and then hopefully I can bounce back. But that, that, I think that's how it's going to go. And the icing on the cake, he should probably be fine, but Tyreek Hill has not practiced this week. Just just throwing it out there. Just, Great. just, just go, you know, Devontae Adams, just go Terry ACL. Just go ahead, <laughs> go do that. Um, just Jameis Winston, I mean, just get a subluxation of your hip, just like, you know, Fitzpatrick did, because, you know, that whatever. Just everybody get hurt. Let's do it. Jeez, tell us how you really feel. Everybody in the league is going to be watching that one. Um, and if Zach somehow comes out on top, my goodness, I do not think Aaron will hear the end of it. So um, we have one matchup left. You know what that means. There are four, two, or sorry, blah. This is a tongue twister. There are two, four, and two teams. Sorry, ugh, three, four, and two teams in the four, four, and two teams in the league. If you are following this, <laughs> Whoa, good wow, for you. That's, uh... <laughs> There. I mean four and two. I mean four and two. two I mean four, four and two. Four and two. <laughs> okay, final chance. There are four, four, and two teams in the league, and two of them are facing each other this week. Yes, we have your boy, Team Fairlife, taking on Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. And yeah, we do four and two versus four and two here. We have the best of the Qdoba division against the best of the Chipotle division right now, currently one and one in each other's respective rankings, even though Qdoba is clearly the better team Amen. or the better division. So Chris, you've got like a big horse missing on your team. You know, the stables are empty this week. Aww. We're talking, we're talking the stallion on by, but I'm not going to give you too much of a pass for that, honestly, because you're sliding in uh, the quarterback four on the year into your starting lineup. And that's Jalen hurts. Believe it or not, quarterback four. Let's just go. He runs it's the not ball. pretty. A, it is not pretty. Runs the ball. Um, so that's not really a huge step down. The one to the one to watch. Antonio Brown is not practiced this week. He's nursing an injury, and Dear so that might God. force your hand into maybe Pittman in a pivot or AJ Green potentially. Ugh. We'll see. We'll see what might happen in that flex spot uh, next to Bobby. 
Um, by the way, I haven't said anything positive or negative about him. I think he scored a touchdown last week, right? Like, yeah, he scored a touchdown in like the first quarter, and I was like, nice, he's going to have another great game and shove it in Tim's face. Uh, two catches. <laughs> Yeehaw! Uh, two 31. Yeah, so there's, yeah, you know, Bobby Woods. Uh, currently, your running backs are Devontae Booker, who his projections will go up because Saquon's not going to play this week. But, and then Khalil Harbert. So again, you got to be hoping that playoff Damien, more like way off Damien. Uh-huh, Stupid freaking because, idiot. Yeah, you got to be hoping that he doesn't play this week just so you get another running back in there. Um, Anthony has his top three receivers oh, on by. He is missing Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and CeeDee Lamb this week. So welcome to the starting lineup. Corey Davis and Sterling Shepard. You know, a little pause for applause there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I I picked Anthony. um, And I think it's all eyes on Derrick Henry against Kansas City. Um, He's just been going off. We've said it's unfair, it's unreal. And I'm just expecting him to be able to to carry him to a victory over Chris and some beat up missing pieces on team fair life. Oh man. This matchup is one to watch. Indeed. I think the three receivers on by definitely hurts Anthony. Uh, No doubt about it, but Anthony's got a little bit of depth as well. I mean, he just plugs in. Devontae Smith, like it's nothing. He's got Chuba Hubbard. Uh, and he's still got King Henry and Lamar Jackson against the Bengals. I mean, I feel like that's T.Y. Hilton against uh, Houston. I mean, Put T.Y. Some Houston. Respect on my Bengals defense, man. We're, we're doing all right this year. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. No, they, they are. They are. But Lamar Jackson will just dominate regardless against the Bengals. He just does. I don't know what it is, but that's his team. So I think with all that being said, I think Anthony wins this one, but that's not without Chris putting up a fight. Uh, just the Devontae Booker and Khalil Herbert just just looks nasty. That <laughs> just looks that oh. just looks real, real disgusting. Uh, I can't get over it. I, I kind of I don't really want to look at it anymore. So <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I got to go, Anthony. Yeah, I'm. I this is the first time this year I'm picking against myself. Um, because this really comes down to all my running backs are dead. Saquon's dead. Uh, Montgomery's dead. Zeke's on by. So I'm starting Devontae Booker and Khalil Herbert. Even if Damian Williams does sit out, at the end of the day, you're facing that Tampa Bay front. So I'm not expecting much either or from Khalil Herbert. And then you're going up against the Anthony wide receivers that are out, right? So you already said who's starting for him. I think my loss at running back far outweighs his loss at wide receiver. Um, so whenever you assume, and I mean, Sure, I'm downgrading in air quotes to Jalen Hurts, but I still think that's a downgrade nonetheless. Um, so I think th- the the holes in my team are too much. Uh, and Anthony, again, all of a sudden back on a two-game winning streak, all of a sudden back to putting up 170 without freaking lifting a finger. Uh, I'm definitely the underdog, and I feel like I'm the – this is the first time this year where I'm obviously the underdog, and I don't really like it, but this is what championship teams are made of, man. And I'm not picking me, but damn it, we're gonna we're gonna fight our asses off. Freaking team fair life. Yes, we are. So there you have it. It is your week seven preview. 
Guys, we're almost one like more, halfway. One more comment. What? One more comment real quick. <laughs> Do you guys notice that Devontae Booker's projected point total is 0. .99? <laughs> it's because Saquon hasn't been ruled out, okay? Actually, Tim, I'm glad you didn't say the projections because with that .99 and a Khalil Herbert 9, uh, Anthony currently has an 83% chance of victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's. We'll, we'll see how it comes before Sunday. There were no Thursday night games tonight for either of you guys. So we'll see Sunday morning when we wake up what these projections change it to. I imagine it'll be a little bit closer to maybe a 60-40 game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll take that at this point. It's it's. I feel like it's going to be a rough week for me. But if so we, if we somehow pull this off and I get past Anthony with this lineup, I freaking sky's the limit. Let's wrap up. I'm tired and hungry. As always, before we go out, don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends, comment what you like, what you don't like, and as always, just crush that like button. Stomp on it. Bust it up, dog. Carve it Do up. Do a drive-by shooting on that like button, Ooh. why don't you? Click the button. Or you could just click it. That's what losers do. But you can just click it, and we'd appreciate that, too. We would appreciate that too. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at this league underscore pod. And once again, super duper excited for that website. It's coming to you guys. You can get up to the second score updates, manager profiles, learn the guys, all that good stuff. So, boys, anything to go before we sign off? Let's do it. Let's go to bed. <laughs> Let's go to bed. I am Chris, and I'm signing off, baby. Peace out. Go on. Peace. Go on, get Apocalypse. Go away. Go away. Donda.